0: hey there welcome to motorcycles and misfits here at the recycle garage in sunny santa cruz california and if you don't believe it i posted a picture today
1: it was really nice. The whole weekend was really nice. It
0: was really, really, really nice. But you know what? It's always nice. Let's yeah. just face it. It's nice. But we pay a great price to live here. Yes. But you know what? Fuck it's it. worth it. <laughs> hey, in the garage tonight you have me. This is Liza. Homebrews. What's going on? <laughs> Homebrew. I was trying that one out. How'd that work? It was awesome.
2: No, you do that every time. It was yeah. definitely original.
0: <laughs> 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 running the board, we got Zach.
2: Back. Back again. <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh,
3: I haven't grown to sound in a while.
0: Uh, yes, that is true. Do you fair. exist? Next, next, <laughs> next to me, we got Charlie. Hey, hey what's up?
4: <laughs> you guys come here often? Oh, God.
0: <laughs> For those of you who want to know what Charlie looks like, he looks exactly like he sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll second that. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> 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 She's basically a cartoon character come to life.
4: Yeah. Uh, oh, you I'm want to race man. i'll go
0: on the uh, pretty girl and hairy man couch we've got jim
1: <laughs> i was gonna say something <laughs> witty about sucking toes
5: but now i can't
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also on the pretty girl and hairy man couch we have emma yes yes emma yes. sucks toes yeah
1: i do <laughs> <laughs> i suck my own we call it shrimping
0: <laughs> joining us for the <laughs> <laughs> joining us for the first time and wondering what the hell he's gotten into is brian hello brian How welcome
2: me? to the desert of the
6: real <laughs> yeah seriously
0: and then we got isaac
2: i wasn't here all day and it was good to be back
0: and then we got an empty chair where terry may be showing up but he's riding an electric so you won't hear him pull up nope that's a fact well,
2: well, not till not the, the dog barks you'll hear the burnout yeah, unless you're under like under 26 and can hear the super high-pitched noises
0: So let's talk about what we did Mm -hmm. this weekend. So, uh, Jim, Zach, and I took a nice little ride. It was a good weekend. And we went up to Carmel Valley. For those who don't know, Uh, Carmel is south of Santa Cruz, down on the near Monterey. Uh, Carmel is known for uh, celebrities. Clint
1: Eastwood, motherfucker. Clint Eastwood
0: lives there. He was the mayor, and uh, I live there. uh, Yes. A lot of really cool people. Craig Vetter lives there, mm-hmm. but it's a really cool place. That's also where the Quail lodges. It ho- holds the motorcycle event we go to every year. So it's very highfalutin, fancy, and mm-hmm. really kind of Beautiful. funky, cool California people. Yeah. Well, up in the Carmel Valley, a eccentric rich guy named Rob Talbot. He's finally opened up the Moto Talbot Museum, and so we went to check it out. Mm-hmm. And it's Pretty
1: darn cool. It was yes. cool. It was, it was a nice ride down, too. You know, we took some of the back roads to go down through, like, Watsonville, Prunedale. Yeah. You know what's really cool is you could smell, like, what season it is by the different that's mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. So Watsonville, <laughs> I couldn't even see a strawberry plant, but you could smell strawberries yeah. for, like, a solid two or three miles. Then we rolled through parts of Castroville, and you get hit with artichokes. It was actually pretty remarkable how strong some of the artichoke fields. And then we went, well, the end of the trip, we'll talk about that later, but we came back through Coralitos and Watsonville. And it was apples everywhere. And you yeah. could smell the apples. It was I thought actually,
0: you were going to say sausage and weed. And then you go through.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you that's definitely too. sausage and weed.
5: You go through Prunedale, you can smell the rednecks.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, that's coming. So um, we're going to be doing a podcast at the museum next month, I believe. But um, yep. it's really cool. There's a lot of racing bikes, Um There's classics. There's a little bit of everything there. It's in a very nice building. But let me tell you what I really did enjoy about it.
1: When you took a shit?
0: Mm, No, that was you. (laughs) Uh, They have their own Emma there, and his name is Bob.
6: Mm -hmm.
0: And I really like this. When we went down to the Solvang Museum, um, we met Virgil, the owner, and there was a guy working the door there who takes your money. And then I started to ask him, like, hey, tell me about this bike, or is there anything with a great story? And he was like, uh, he took that one to a show last year. Like, he didn't know. He was right. there to collect money and tell you, hey, don't touch that. Um, what I loved about Moto Talbot is Bob, not only does he know everything, he knows everything about it because he's mm-hmm. restoring everything. Right. He is the the Emma over there. And, and I think he rode end. and he raced. Doing high-end restorations. There's uh, a bike there that won best-in-class at Pebble Beach just a couple weeks ago. And also uh, at the Quail. Mm -hmm. So, uh, beautiful restorations, Mm -hmm. eccentric bikes. Very
1: broad, like a broad array of manufacturers. And that's how a
5: museum Mm -hmm. should be. You know, Mm -hmm. if you go into a museum and there's just one make of bike and one type of bike I think you're missing the point. If you, uh, a museum should cover the broadest spectrum within the budget and the real estate you've got. Give people something to look at. I really, you know, it's, the, the, the more diversity you've got in there, the better.
1: And it was like a nice range of years, too. I mean, right. a, lot of, a lot of turn of the you know, turn of the century, 20s, 30s bikes, a lot of the Italian race bikes. But, you know, cool handmade fairings, things like that. Um, just, uh, it was pretty cool. Nice ride. But
0: I even like I liked the quirky ones. Mhm. The... Like the what, what is it called ever?
1: What? It's the, 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 uh, the well, the, the Chinese-made oh, Russian the Chiang, knockoff the
5: Chiang, of the German. the chang jing
0: It's a Chinese knockoff of a Russian Knock bike off. that's a knockoff of a BMW. So yeah.
6: It's yeah. A Chinese so, and each time, time it's like yeah. a copy
0: of a copy of a copy, it gets a little more skewed and weird-looking. Right. Whereas the BMW has round cylinder heads. This had almost had, like, square cylinder right. heads. <laughs> um, and it had a pla- plaid I say, seats, talk about plaid the seat. twin <laughs> seats. Oh, my
3: God. It was, it, it was like red, white, and blue in, like, the weirdest way yeah with red with red plaid plastic yeah it was like like red blue and silver and like plaid seat it's like that is an ugly what the hell is that but you know what What the hell is that?
1: it also has four gears in reverse that's true fuck all that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I like to play a game with some of these bikes what does that lever do and we Mm -hmm. all get to stand around and figure out what the fuck (laughs) is that extra lever yeah and so i guess is that a reverse and he goes yes it's a reverse and it Comes off of the transmission, so you have four gears in reverse as well. But that's because it usually has a um, sidecar on it, mm-hmm. which makes a little more sense. But mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. why would you
2: need four reverse gears? Because it's probably
3: what? easier just
0: to put. Because a... fuck you, that's why. <laughs> that's right, yeah. exactly it's, why. it's
3: probably easier just to put a reverse China. gear in the transmission than it is to you know add a full like re- a legit reverse. It's just a big right, fucking so... lever.
1: It's like forward,
3: backwards. Oh, so you have, the you have
1: gears. The, they're
2: the same gears as forward. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah
1: correct. Yeah. But it was cool, you know. Also brought up, well, different conversation. But you just got to see a lot of evolutions of the bikes. Like we were downstairs, right? You're like, oh, uh-huh. stairs going down. That's always a good
3: thing. The dirt bike room,
1: <clears throat> right? I kept and, on um, looking
3: for employees only beyond this point. Simon. Exactly, that's what we're really <laughs> going for.
1: And but you go down, and it's all dirt bikes. But it's cool. It's um, you know, similar to some other museums. But it, you get to see the evolution of the dirt bike from you know back when it was a big heavy beast of a thing to the the 60s when it started getting lighter and Mm -hmm. smaller engines and better suspensions and that whole you know that penton ktm era and then how that translates into the more modern dirt bikes but with like like 10 different manufacturers five of which i've never even heard of it was cool
0: the only thing that place is lacking is rocking chairs yeah one of the best uh, things about jameson i love It's yeah. oh, so, like you, you, you go that. there to look at the bikes but then you go there to just talk to other people about yeah. bikes and you want to sit down yeah. yeah and i was talking to some other guys who were up there who showed you know showed up on other bikes it's like i, I just wanted to like sit down and just keep talking yeah. to
3: people oh yeah no they did not have adequate seating except
1: for the oh, fire pit outside there is
0: a fire pit outside <gasps> loaded with firewood ready to light
1: but there's also a how many square mile fire burning However, right across they, the road. <laughs> However,
0: they do close at night and have a locked gate. So I said it's very nice of you to <laughs> jump the fence. Put a fire pit out. Is <laughs> only used when you're closed, but that's all right.
1: But they were all just meticulous. Everything was clean. I yeah, like the they did their done. like kind of reenacted little mechanic shop in there. You know that little yeah. thing they yeah. had?
0: Yeah, that's the uh, unrestored crusty room. All right.
1: Should have had a whole bunch of burned up pistons and shit though. Like yeah, something. I love it. Yeah, right.
0: So, um, yeah, if you're coming up this way, definitely plan on visiting the Moto Talbot Museum. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we're going to be going there next month, and we're going to be getting some stories out of those bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was talking to Rob, the owner, and Bob. Uh, I've asked them both, like, you know, I'd like to know about bikes that have significance in history or, you know, like I said, what what bike here? Which one of these bikes, and and I uh, pause because I know he's waiting for me to say, is worth the most. No, instead I said, which one of these bikes changed the world the most? And he looked at me like, whoa, well, I wasn't prepared for he that. He was
1: stunned. That was a stunner. Hold of a question. on, wait. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think he ended up saying the Honda Cub. Yeah, and um, I agree with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I concur completely. Yeah,
5: Soichiro Honda, his vision from day one was. I don't care if you're young, if you're old, if you're male, if you're female, if you're rich, you're poor. I'm going to build a bike for you. And that was his mantra. And that explains why a lot of Honda bikes were just so diverse. And the Cub was such a clever design. Because for those of you who know what a Cub is, it's like a scooter, but it's like a motorbike. It's got bigger wheels, so you can use it on roads that aren't quite so good. Hasn't got the little 10-inch wheels of a scooter. However, it's got the dropped scooter-type frame. So if religion or custom in your country means that as a woman you have to wear a skirt, you can ride it. It's got leg shields, so it keeps your clothes clean. Honda decided that the most intimidating thing for people to learn Riding a bike was the clutch, so they took the clutch out of it. Nobody minds shifting gears, but everyone's oh with the clutch. So they put an automatic clutch on it. It's an absolutely friggin' brilliant design. It really is, and it just they've made millions of them, millions. It's a wonderful thing. So yeah, I concur. Honda curb
1: Yeah, with all the bikes that were there, it was pretty amazing that was the answer he came up with.
5: Yeah, but I agree with him completely.
0: So, yeah, we're going to get a lot more stories like that next month. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to have gone there and to meet their Emma. Mm -hmm. That's my criteria. I want
5: somebody I can talk to. Was he as well-dressed as I am, darling? Was he in pencil skirt and heels?
0: Like He had very nice hair. Was he well-groomed,
6: darling? He was well-groomed. He was well-groomed.
0: He had that. It? Aged surfer hair. Oh, yeah. really nice. Okay. But, like, yeah. but like
3: well, clean and well done. Do you think
0: yeah. he used
5: Grecian 2000 or was it natural? Did he have the gray going?
3: You
0: know? Sun-bleached blonde. <laughs> He's
5: oh.
3: like those yeah. old ooh. fit
1: biker dudes. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I know the time. The other cool thing that I liked yeah. is I saw parked around back when I first pulled in. I'm like, ooh, there's another DR350 just like the one that I have. <laughs> so I did find out that Talbot <laughs> got that bike to do some event in Colorado, I think, a dual sport event yeah. in Colorado. and Bob was kind of just getting it dialed in for him. I did like the changes he made. And,
5: you know, that's the cool thing about Rob. I mean, he's how old now? 70? In in the river. But he still does motorcycle events, you know, and that's the best. He's a real deal.
6: I would, too, if I was him. The other thing I appreciated (laughs) that uh, Bob
0: pointed out, the kind of detail that they're doing, there was a, uh, what was the bike with the license plate that he acquired for it?
1: It was a, um, like a trail, not like a trail 70 or something, was it?
0: it was a oh was a was it oh sl it was like an sl 100 right okay sl 100 it was just like the one the same year model that rob had when he was uh, younger and so bob went out to find uh was it montana
1: somewhere like yeah. montana
0: 1964 license plate <clears throat> for because uh, that's when rob rode it
1: yeah oh that's cool <laughs> yeah. yeah so right
0: vintage Montana license cool. motorcycle license plate of the proper year. Did so
1: we a- that's the
6: kind of detail they're doing.
1: Did we ask to what extent those bikes ran? No, I don't think we mm-hmm. actually did. I mean, they all looked utterly clean and pristine, and like they would right. all start and run. I mean, a bunch of them—not a bunch—I would say a, hand, a small handful actually had oil um, pans underneath them because they had a little leakage. Bikes issue. Yeah, that are entered
0: triumph. in the Quail but, are running bikes, right. but I bet most so, of those—I
1: yeah. would think most of them—more or less yeah. run.
5: That, that, I mean, that's the caveat at uh, Jameson Museum. Everything has to run. Yeah. Well, if
1: you're going to restore something, yeah. does, Rest- by default, shouldn't it kick over? Like, you had that little bike, that BSA yesterday, right? Yeah. Right? You fucking, yeah. What year was it? A 60? 60, 65. A 65. Oh, that 250 BSA. <laughs> fucking thing starts better than any bike I and own. And it sounds One bigger kick, than mom, any of our bikes, too. That's true. Yeah you, were, you, yeah. you were riding it like a maniac, tour, leaving your house, going through your, your neighborhood down there. And you were just, like, all over the road, like, sweeping back and forth through the turns on that thing. And it sounded awesome. But I could not believe how hard you were riding that.
5: Yeah, well, it's a motorbike. I mean, right. motorbikes
0: are meant to be ridden.
5: Meant to be ridden. Right on, right on.
0: So I wanted to um, bring up a topic that's coming up right now in the motorcycle community. And so, well, actually, Brian may not have much input input on this, but let's just see. Because Brian's riding a zero. But we'll get to that. So um, I think I mentioned, I may have mentioned before, I don't remember, but so Harley-Davidson was recently fined uh, $12 million for basically Screaming Eagle devices that they put on their bikes. So um, as you know, all motorcycles are manufactured to meet EPA regulations. Okay. Um, For most of us who then modify our bikes, change the pipes or rejet or whatever, there's no governing body to prevent us from doing that. Really, just the manufacturers are required to meet the regulations. Once it's out the door, they're not having us do smog checks. There's no way to check yeah. on it. But Harley Davidson, um, they got popped because they are they are building and selling these and and uh, installing onto brand new bikes when somebody buys it these Screaming Eagle kits and pipes and stuff like that, and upgrading them. So basically, before it's been out the door, it's been modified. Right. So the EPA said, nope, 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 and find them. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, they they also, part of the fine was for some bikes that they had that were never made to uh, meet EPA standards. But um, I found out that Mm -hmm. also it looks like uh, Suzuki has been fined uh, for doing the same thing. Um, Not as much, but it's happening. So basically what's happening is the EPA is starting to come down, and this has been a threat for years. And I know that aftermarket uh, pipe manufacturers are having harder times uh, selling their pipes. They're being pressured.
3: I've I've heard some companies won't even ship certain things to California.
0: (laughs) So my question, oh, here it is. In 2012, Suzuki paid uh, almost a million dollars for selling twenty five thousand all terrain vehicles uh, that were built to allow for the installation of aftermarket parts to increase wow. horsepower and emissions. So they're fine for making it so that you adaptable can add, yeah. Adaptable. Yeah. So I mean the number one question is are motorcycles really causing the problem? And the old argument that comes up is, well, those trucks on buses, right. they're causing so much uh, motorcycles. I've always heard, and I want to see if you guys think this is true. I've heard that motorcycles is an easy target because we're not as organized, and there's not as much money in it as there is in truck and busing.
3: Well, you know, you don't. We don't use motorcycles as commercial vehicles here usually. You know, whereas like trucks and buses, what are you gonna do? Say you can't use trucks and buses? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, here's what I'll say. I think regardless if you ride motorcycles, cars, or whatever, you have to understand you have a responsibility to the world and the planet, not to get on like a hippie soapbox. But, you know, if motorcycles can be made to function cleaner, you know, then that's one piece of the pie that, you know, we can contribute for the greater cause. Yeah. Does motorcycling in general generate the kind of emissions that the trucking industry does? No. No. But do motorcyclists still have a responsibility to contribute in whichever way we can? I think so, to a certain extent.
5: Yeah, but, you know, we do that just by being out there. Agreed. So let's take your... Bike as exam as an example, which does forty five fifty to the gallon, mm-hmm. compared with the average car that's doing twenty twenty five. So the environmental impact of your bike, which is basically a stock bike, is way better than a car.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Way better than a car. Mm-hmm. So riding a bike has always been an environmentally great solution. Yeah. Except unless it's a two-stroke. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> then it depends. Like, if you're commu- <laughs>
3: well, if you're commuting and your choice to commute is a bike, then right. absolutely. For myself, like, I don't commute. But it doesn't so, matter because. But, but having a bike, at, like, I'll ride 200 miles just to ride 200 miles. I wouldn't do that in my car, though. Right. So you know. But why? don't I, I don't ride? think many people are like but that. But
7: the type of people who are putting the alternate exhausts on there aren't the commuters. They're the people who who want to project. They want to have an image. They want to live this lifestyle or show that off right and if well and if the, if there is as much as there is a desire for motorcycles to be a little more normal and a little bit more accepted sure this plays against it uh you know hippie economic argument sure aside, sure sure yeah sure
1: now though, the, what I don't like about it is these are these these are slippery slopes you know once you start and we're, and we're already going you know we've been going down the path of this emissions control from when I first met Emma mm. I just hit the chicharronis. <laughs> Um, get me all excited, but we were talking about, remember Zach, we were looking at the crossover and the exhaust yes. yeah. From, yeah, from, I can't remember the bike, do you remember Emma what it was? It was a, was? a, triumph, it was a triumph,
5: T-140, an mm. 83, one of the last of the line.
1: Right, and we were like, well, what's this for? And Emma's in her sundress and sandals,
2: oh, I know, <laughs> I can tell you, what <laughs> no, is. I remember that.
6: And what? we're
1: like, who's this broad? Well, like, Next thing you know, we're getting an education, but yeah. it's a slippery slope, so yes. when does it yeah. end and could it choke motorcycling out?
5: Literally Listen, I'll no. tell you something that has been creeping up for many, many years. Things are getting quieter. Yeah, Everything's yeah. getting quieter. If you go to a car show and you look at a standard, and I don't mean something with glass packs or anything, a standard Chevy from the early 60s, you're going to be amazed how loud it is. Yeah, Even ordinary cars like Pintos, they were loud, a lot louder. Now, cars now are extremely quiet. Eighty decibels—that's about the level that we're talking at right now. You stand out. Motorcycles, especially louder motorcycles, are going to stand out more and yeah, more. Yeah, totally. And if you get some young, up-and-coming politician who wants to make a name for himself, he's going to say, "That's a target. I can run by some crappy legislation on there, make a name for myself, and what are they going to do about it?" Yeah. You know, it's it—we're an easy target. But.
1: It does speak to other conversations we've had, you know, support organizations like the AMA, the people that, like, you know, lobbying, that's where it happens. If you're not arming someone, you know, a motorcycle lobbyist group, basically, with money to go up to Capitol Hill and fight for legislation, that's where it happens. So that's why you need to support, you know, support the AMA, you know, let, because they're the ones up there at Capitol Hill doing it. No, fucking none of us are doing it, but we bitch and moan about it.
0: I guess I ride,
1: so, a, I ride a free bike. I don't have
3: money to give the
6: AMA man.
0: It's it's kind of scary that they may be coming after us. I think I have. I mean, most of my bikes uh, have stock pipes on it. I'm not really in need of putting. Wait, of wait. Mine.
1: What did you, most? Well, including my the modern
0: scooters. bikes do. Right. It my older good. bikes don't. But they <laughs> they, they they wouldn't. Count I'm looking money. in the corner
1: right now, and I'm like, I don't think there's anything stock on any of them.
4: The Super Dukes
0: not. Yeah, you're right. It's not. But it but has. It's, but it's so quiet.
1: But you well,
5: know, modern bikes are harder to modify anyway because most of the muffling goes on in the catalytic converter. you yeah. So if you pull the muffler,
4: it's not going to sound substantially different. Does oh, yeah. do your Super Duke have the cat still on it?
0: I don't know. Or
4: is it just pipes and muffler? You know that
3: that bike I, I, when I, I rode it today, it did not seem overly loud for what it was. No, no it's
0: It had to be quiet because it was being raced at Laguna Seca. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Um, I'm just a little concerned because I don't know what's going to be coming, and whenever government officials start getting involved, and in, I, I just hate to think God, we may have to start doing smog testing. I know there's been talk of it for a long time, but um, mm. they have been coming down on aftermarket uh, companies and right. like Harley Davidson. It's coming. Basically, I'm just saying, watch out. The sky is falling. It's coming you know.
3: The end is near. <laughs> end is
6: near.
4: <laughs> no more, well, no more yeah. mid pipes. So now. If, if, you, take, if you, you take your pipes off, just maybe save them in a box somewhere <laughs> in case
0: you need them in the future. Well, take off pipes or to pass
3: emissions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the custom world will be most rocked. Yeah, yes.
3: probably, probably mm-hmm. for sure.
0: And and that well, and, racing, and you know there's an argument too that those are pieces of art, so well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see well, they'll, where it's going.
4: they'll be for off highway use.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: And they'll turn into red sticker bikes or you know, track only or whatever.
0: All right. So I have another topic I wanted to get into and this is where I'm gonna ruffle feathers. But oh well <sighs> Oh wow. Oh well. Oh, well. oh well. Um I've been thinking about our guest last week, Josh from Basket Case magazine. Really cool guy. Um <clears throat> What struck me most about him, and this is where I'm going to insult people, but hear me out. Um, I I feel like he subscribes to the douchebag image thing. I'm not saying he's a douchebag. He was very nice. But definitely there's like this douchebag image where the jeans are right and the hair is right and the bike is right. And I do, I, I realize I do pass judgment on someone who pulls up on a bike that has no front brake and tiny little Z bars and you give up performance you give up handling and performance for image and it just made me start thinking about Yeah, I do pass judgment on people who ride for the image only and I you know I, I think a lot of the Harley riders that I have problems with I've said the posers they're riding for image you know they go and ride to the coffee shop but then there's also the Ducati riders there are those who Like my friend who came by today, he said, I want to get into writing. I have a friend who's willing to sell me his uh, Ducati Multistrada. Do you think I should get it? I said, well, you don't mind being a douchebag at the coffee shop because that's all you're going to be because you're never going to use it for what it's for. You're buying it because it's cool and makes you look cool. But that's why you bought your Porsche. I think he was a little taken aback when I hit him like that. (laughs) But, you know, Um, but. Here's where, what I'm getting around to. It's made me start thinking, why do people do this, and is it wrong? Why am I passing judgment?
3: Because he has better hair than you. I, he did. Uh, he, well, yeah, he was impeccably greaser, impeccably. So,
0: but here's what I thought about, too. Why do we ride, and why do they ride? We're both getting something out of it. I I, I, and so, I think that they're riding. Part of it is the image, the lifestyle, who it makes them feel like
3: yeah yeah I well a, if, that, if it makes them feel
0: good then why should i pass judgment they're not well, hurting me
4: well then maybe you're the asshole
0: i that's what i'm coming around to maybe i'm the asshole and uh, this is what yeah. i've been thinking about Well, they
4: can also enjoy actually riding, too. They might not be doing as technical things or as dangerous things, or they might not be going as fast, but they still get pleasure from actually being on that bike. And
5: I've made made my position clear over and over again. If a bike's out there on the road, it doesn't matter who's riding it. It's a good thing. It's as simple as that. Um, And (laughs) so we're not... Going to agree with everybody's taste, we're not going to agree with everybody's lifestyle, but it doesn't matter because it's a bike and it's out there on the road, and that's all that matters. So, I, yeah. I, I get, get, I,
3: I, I been a I
2: want to. I want to make two distinctions. One is um, one thing I think that that often often kind of nags at um, people who like. I think the word posers gets brought up a lot with people who have like a very strongly presented image like a lot of uh, Harley riders is the mm-hmm. classic example, but who don't work on their own bikes, who don't really know how their bikes work and who just like have this really like uh, tough outlaw image, yeah. but, but like, you know, just pay for someone else to do all their work. And then um, the second thing is, I think, uh, I think that a lot of people have a very strong image going, but for me, um,
0: <laughs> that's not, that does, no, 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 not you. no, no, it's not, it's not
2: me, but, but, um, but the way I see it is that uh, I think for a lot of those people, the 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 image is not s- just as much a story, um, and like, it can be it can be more about um, relating to a way things have been in the past, or or uh, reminding themselves of. Um,
1: Did you smoke a doobie like five minutes ago?
6: Like, no, I know. I know <laughs> no, I know,
2: know where he's going. No, i too. This like, like the the image, like the image represents represents a story, and and not necessarily like I want people to think I'm this, but like I want to represent this like this this story. We that, were trying to think of
6: the word for that.
0: I drew a parallel. I realized hmm. as we were talking about this at lunch yesterday, and I said, you know, I kind of see a parallel between the renaissance festival
2: mm-hmm.
7: yeah. It's almost, yeah 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 it's
2: there, That's a very good way to put it it's a which i passed
0: i passed pass judgment on those people too so <laughs> yeah. you know it's like uh, uh you have to reinvent yourself to feel good but again, I guess the the big question here is: Am I the am I the douchebag for passing judgment? Yeah, no, and if, yeah. if I am, who can I pass judgment on? Then I want to know.
3: You pass judgment you know, on all of us. The thing the <laughs> thing that I that I think about with those guys is like because I went up and I did the, I went to their meetup and whatnot, and I was like, these guys, you know, this is cool. They have cool bikes. They're by, like, they clearly put a lot of work. A lot of those bikes are right. were like one inch bikes where you get and they, down and there's detail and they every know their stuff, bit. and they know their stuff, and you know that they've done almost all their own work. And you know, and they clearly love them. They clearly love riding them. And that's great. Not my scene. Not really our scene too much in in the general scene here. And it's great to see that stuff and to get exposed to it. But it's not really my scene. I like my, you know, janky ass sport bike that actually runs really well and has, you know, like working and doing suspension work and like ripping through twisties real quick. And that's how I like to do it. And I like to ride it with these bunch of like weirdos and whatnot who have no like. What are you looking at uh, me know, for, bro? No pretense or whatever, because right. you're the most obvious look at right now. I don't know. Um, but
5: you know, that in itself and, is a slippery
3: slope. And, well, and so I, I respect them because they clearly right. wrench on their own bikes. They clearly love their bikes. They love what they're doing. They love riding like that. And God bless them. Absolutely. Like, And not even like a bless your heart kind of thing. Like, I'm glad that they're having a fun time doing their thing. Not really my scene. And that's cool. There you All go. All
0: right, so I just realized I am the douchebag because I'm passing judgment on people for passing judgment on me, well, yeah. it, it's a different right. It's a, I, that's yep. I feel like that. Yep. I feel like that's what's happening. So I'm like, well, I don't like those people well, because no, no, no. they think they're better than everyone but, else. But
3: we always we always say that bikers bikers are people who love who love motorcycles. Yes, who do their stuff. Yes. who wrench on that. Who wrench on on their own stuff. Well, not everybody's like, going to be
5: able to and wrench and on who, that well, stuff.
3: I know, I know. But like, who really like love motorcycles and love yeah. riding and love yes. that whole thing. Yes, yes, yes. And that group does, right? It, so they fit the bill. But what, well, they, but what they love is not quite what we is not really but what, what, we started what I with, love.
7: What we started with was somebody getting a Ducati, a sure. multistrada, which is a sophisticated bike. Sure. And not having a relationship with it, I think is I think if I may abstract a little bit. Sure. It's like you get into motorcycling and you don't have a you know, you don't you talk about wrenching, you talk about customizing or getting getting involved with your machine. Yeah. And if they aren't Maybe that's what the value is. Well, it's the difference in values. It's like what to
3: me, like a, a bike, like a biker, like the, the idea of like a biker is like someone who really loves ride. Like we ride because we love riding, and we ride hard. We ride most of us ride every day, and we know all the ins and outs of our bikes. We know all the numbers. We know everything that's on there. We do up. We've upgraded parts of them to make them better. Okay, now
0: you're making me feel more like a douchebag because I don't ride every day and well, I fine, don't know. Fine, that's fine. About my but, but you
3: would if you could, you know, uh, yeah. and. And like those guys I'm sure that they feel the same way. Like they're at they're the same kind of deal. It's just a different scene and different so, bikes. And it's not what I'm into, so I don't I wouldn't really want to hang out there. Well, but I respect on. them for that.
5: No, but right now well not right now, because this this podcast isn't going out for a couple of hours. But at some stage, somebody's gonna be listening to this and they may be just starting out, they may be only riding their bike once or twice a week and take it into the dealer to be worked on. That's not wrong.
0: No, it's not wrong.
5: No, it's not wrong. Yeah, it's fine. You know, that's fine
0: too. It's all fine. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm I'm trying to open my mind and, and appreciate other people's interest, but can we just all commonly agree to hate on scooters?
6: <laughs> hey, hey, oh, oh, bagels. You know
0: what? Bagels, you know, bagels, bagels, bagels <laughs> not here. Yeah, bagel
3: ain't here. so yep. yeah. I've yep. actually, I've been, I've been, I've been waving to motorcycles, and I've been giving the scooters a head nod, and they give me the head nod oh. back. Awesome. You know what it is though is it, oh. as I I think of it like you guys are I, you guys are, are weird, you mm-hmm. I, and right. I, and I'm not into your brand of weird, mm-hmm. but you recognize the but way I it recognize is. you're weird. I
0: do the head nod in case they don't acknowledge me back. Then it looks like I might have sneezed. And I, and I don't feel bad.
3: But I, I get a lot of head nods I, back where it's like, two wheels, two wheels, cool. Not I, my scene, not yeah. my freak, but your freak, and I get
2: it. It's good. Okay. I do, think, you,
7: do you know uh, your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay? Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Same deal. Same deal. Yeah. I think there's definitely like a a number of different kinds of scooters, and there's definitely like the guy in flip-flops going to the beach with his ukulele, and sure, then there's sure. guys who actually like scootering. And right. sure. so, there's
3: Bagel. <laughs> I've seen, yeah,
2: yeah. So like, I definitely like, I, I, I choose who I wave I or did, not uh, to based I did, on. Like, I did get like,
3: waves from a Harley or from a couple of Harley dudes when I was on your Honda Elite. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, but, I was, I was railing the <laughs> shit out of that thing, but you, I did get waves.
0: <laughs> you know who's even weirder than the scooter guys?
5: <laughs>
0: the nut jobs riding these modified electric bikes trying oh, to get the best fuel mileage. Not feel much. My my yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah, it's it's oh, averted form about- of hypermiling. I will say <laughs> hyper-miling. that. Yeah. Hypermiling. Yeah, hypermiling. And, and I gotta say, yeah, hypermiling is like oh, so there's some really disturbing people who take cars and like they'll do what is it, pulse and glide, where you sit there and like run the throttle for just a little bit and then like. Oh, yeah. Slip into neutral wow. or whatever. Yeah. You don't
1: you don't oh, have wow. like you don't have Star Trek underoos on right now, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks
0: for asking. No. So I like that people that was always a Ryan, Right, what's I got think? an
2: elephant in my pants.
0: I was wondering
3: <laughs> if you had the elephant.
0: When the mullet that's shows was, up, that's why I was looking at. Take
1: it out,
4: Jim. That does not be
3: take out. Yeah.
0: I told everyone in the group I said, Well, when the mullet appears, the elephant is here.
1: <laughs> I'm like, God, that's why you always beat me in cards. Uh, I
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, what did you ride here today?
7: I, I ride a zero DSR, and it's my second zero, and it's amazing.
0: Okay. I don't know. And you are a friend of Terry's. That's how we met. And you're working on putting, like, pipe plates on the spokes and everything you can to increase the mileage yeah.
7: yeah well a zero is is a weird bike electric bikes are weird they don't they don't behave like normal gas bikes so well the, the, zi-
1: the zip tied cardboard on the front wheel definitely
7: Coroplast, but yeah. thank you it's prototype. <laughs> it's supposed Election to be signs. it's to get the yeah it's supposed to get the the <laughs> shape right before i figure out the a nicer thing to put
6: on so um, let me let yeah. me just
0: describe so yeah. there are these i call them the the whack jobs the nut jobs or the whackadoos um, these guys who are buying these mostly zeros And then immediately, like, trying to figure out how to make it better, which there is a lot of room to do so. Yeah. Because Zero is not making a bike to get the best wind resistance and mileage. Uh, They're making just a standard bike.
7: Yeah, they have a certain... And they're actually
0: getting feedback from you guys on what you come up with and what you're doing.
7: They do. They do listen. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, And I have to say, though, like... I did spend three years with a bike doing nothing to it other than I had cases on it and a little windscreen and I rode it to and from work and around the Seattle area for three years and I, I actually kinda made it a point to just to just ride it. Even though, you know, I got some engineer DNA in my background. I've kind of messed around with electronics from way back in the Navy. And for me it was like I had an affinity for it, but I also knew like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have it. It's just gonna be a bike. And uh, it it cut back on my maintenance and it did, you know, some basic stuff like that. And it was really nice to ride. So
0: So I know we've been talking a lot about Zeros and uh, other bikes. Actually, next week we're going to be talking about some more electric bikes. But Mm. uh, as people hear more and more about it, there's also a market being created of these used bikes. Because how long is zero been selling bikes.
7: Well, they're just they're just now calling it their 10th year anniversary. I don't know if they sold exactly in 06. Yes, they did. Well, That's they right. started
0: yeah. out as dirt bikes, but the yeah, street bikes are Yeah, a little weird dirt
7: bikes, but yeah.
0: So people may be interested, uh, like a lot of us, you want to get a bike. You're not going to go out and buy a brand new bike. Uh, you want to dip your toe in the pond, as they yeah. say, and find a deal. You want to buy a used bike. So Brian, I thought this would be a good opportunity for you to talk about Emma and Jim, you are the bad kids in the corner. No, they're just I'm taking sorry. pictures of Bosley. Yeah, they look great. No, we just t-
5: they're sorry. making Fine. Facebook
3: pictures. Oh, my gosh.
0: Stop taking pictures of his <laughs> asshole. He can't help it that He's his tail He's rubbing it on, my, on my hand. Um, so this is a perfect opportunity, though, for Brian to talk about the, the do's and don'ts of buying a used <laughs> Zero. Because, yeah. well, I mean, we know about buying used bikes, what right. to look out for. Zero... Uh, we're going to keep saying zero there's a f- yeah. couple other brands but zero is the most prominent yeah buying a zero what to look for what to watch out for there's an example just here in the actually here in uh, santa cruz there's a bike that's been uh listed for months yeah. and they have not dropped the price yet part of the problem is how much do you think this 2010 s did they pay for this six years ago
7: uh I don't know. I don't remember the list price. You can probably look it up way back on their old pages. Maybe like Twelve, 12 or... probably twelve.
6: Yeah.
0: And so they're asking five thousand dollars for a bike that's mm-hmm. out of reg, that's been sitting under a cover. <sighs> so five thousand dollars for two thousand and ten zero s sounds like a good deal, right?
7: Oh yeah, sort of. But so, but that battery technology. Yeah, let it, I can get into this. So let's yeah. What do you think?
0: So, what? Yeah. So what's the deal? Tell us about. Would, so would yeah. you buy this?
7: I would not. Straight out. Why? Okay, so I'll, I'll give you a big picture. So zero, and, and most electric motorcycle manufacturers, they make really small batches. And um, if you if you sort of dig around, you know, you people might complain about the zero price, but they're the they're the cheapest good brand. Yeah. And it's partly because they did set them themselves up to scale. That's
0: still around.
7: And it's that's still around. That's <laughs> also important. So yeah. they're like, there's conservatism kind of plays to that. Um, but the thing is, uh, I think to date there may be 10,000 000, zero motorcycles on the road in the world. That's right. across model years. And most of those are part of their, their new platform. Well, it's not new anymore, but it's a. Uh, and it, the first one I got was a 2013 bike because it was a real bike. I tried out the 2012 bike mm-hmm. and I thought the tech is good. It doesn't feel right. It's still a little like plasticky and kind of boxy. It was sort of just felt like it wasn't quite there. And the 2013, they actually made a commitment. They said, this is a platform. We are going to, this bike will be supported. It The new bikes for at least three years are going to resemble this bike and they'll share parts. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That makes an older bike worth at least a little more. Before 2013, not so much. So each year before that, Every design was a little different. They were trying stuff out. There were a company that was trying to figure out what they could do that was like a really good design. And every year has mistakes in it. And they have different sets of cells. And if a bike's been sitting in a shed and you've got a lithium ion battery, um, you know, there's a lot of fud about like lithium ion batteries catching fire. It can happen. Mm-hmm. But if you don't keep a, the battery maintained, that's what it tends towards is like, Bad chemistry, and then stresses in cells, and then you know bad accidents happen. Something goes on fire. So if you're looking at a 2010 or 2011 bike, they have brush motors. Brushes require maintenance. The controllers are from a different era. Uh, the motors and yeah. Full
0: disclosure: this ad does say it has a updated controller and brushes. And so that was and
7: that is a nice touch. Good. Yeah. That's something to look for. We're also in Zero's backyard. So that's not going to be true if you're all the way across the country unless the buyer. Now, here's the thing. A lot of those early buyers were electronics engineers, you know, or they just they may have taken a bet on an early technology and didn't know what to do. And they just kept it plugged in.
0: And I'd like to point out for a second, we're talking about a 2010. How many people in this room have a bike that's 2010 or newer?
1: (laughs) Right. Uh,
0: Charlie, I don't.
5: No.
3: 2008.
0: yeah, what? Charlie's is the only one. Oh, right. Oh, one. Brian.
3: And 285s.
0: <laughs> so to to most of us, 2010 is a just broken in. Yeah, right. that's
7: that's brand new. Yeah.
0: Bike. We're talking about a 2010 zero that is now antiquated.
7: Yeah, it's a toy. It's a project bike. So and some of it is the fact that like when they put those together, they were using like some off the shelf probably chinese sourced parts that are like they're okay but they're not great. So you wouldn't even want to use it necessarily on your average, you know, custom project bike. Like you would you would swap stuff out. And why that's why it's a project. You know, like you you buy it for the powertrain but then you realize okay, the powertrain is like one iteration out of several that led towards a good one, but it's like an okay one.
0: Okay, but the yeah. the brakes and suspension are probably still yeah, good.
7: They're probably good. The seat
0: cover probably still looks brand new. Yeah. Uh, what is it that's going bad on this, or is being so, being making it antiquated?
7: The math is what makes the price go down, and it okay. also is why there's two 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 forces on it. One of them that keep, that makes the buyer say, "I'm not lowering my price," and the other one that says, "I can't get more than this." So I can't get more than this. Says, "You can go out and get a new zero an, an FX for like ten grand mm-hmm. that does more." than that top-of-the-line bike did. And the FX is like the low end of the I know, zero line. I think line.
0: they're like eight grand
7: now. I think you can get eight grand, but that's like with one Boy pack better. of yeah. cells, yeah. which is like it has these trade-offs, like the range is really right. low. Yeah. But even that low range mm-hmm. is better than the old range on the maxed-out zero. Like the 2012 zeros, you could get about 80 miles. Okay. So that's where it like...
0: So we're talking yeah. about the bike may be functioning. Like in this ad, it says runs great. Yeah. Um, hmm. But we're talking about, uh, slower charging time and not the as much of a range. Yeah, c- c- yeah. And c- we're talking
7: less and torque. And not, not as well supported. Yeah, a little c- less torque. And yeah. compared
3: to what you would get now for like the similar dollar per, you know, whatever, yeah. you're gonna get a better bike to buy it now rather than.
7: Yes, like yeah. I know you I- could tool around this bike to get your groceries and do like little house- town errands, but it's not gonna go like over the mountains over to San Jose from here, right? It's just. It's yeah. going to be a little bit more than it can take.
1: To a certain extent, though, isn't that going to be the electric bikes in general? It's like, it's like a, I, I like yeah. it more to a computer, really. You know, as good as the bikes are, and, you know, the, the new models are going to be coming out. They're going to have all these great upgrades and be so much better. But two, three years from then, that bike's going to be outdated as well.
0: This And this is kind of what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Again, a five-year-old bike to me is just being broken in and a five-year-old bike in the electric world because the technology is progressing so much yep it's is,
3: basically ancient so well, almost like do you do you lease do you
1: begin to lease your electric motorcycle no because why well, would you own one
0: well you have to remember when that 2010 came out it was the best thing available then just like right. if you know well, just like uh, next year's is isaac be. your what year is your your bike which one 95 95 it was a great touring bike at the time and it's still serving you even yeah. though well, you could get a a BM, you know brand new bmw it'd be so much greater but it's serving you so there's going to be people who these old older used bikes will still fit their needs well, for popping around to if
7: run. they're supported well because if they're supported yeah if they're su- just if it's like a so, computer it's a one year it's a one-year model that's a thing yeah. it's like you look at that 2010 or that 2011 there were maybe six hundred of one set, mm-hmm. and maybe eight hundred or nine hundred of the next set. Yeah, and that's all there are ever going to be. There's no service manual. Uh, Zero may not have a whole lot of parts on hand. The, ma- the people I, who made the components, but there's not might a lot of, of parts business. you need. We're yeah. talking true. It's, do, do, it's do, can, very simple. Yeah. Can
0: controllers be replaced?
7: Controllers can be replaced. You can figure out how to use a different controller. You okay. might have to reprogram it. You know, right. it's electronics and, so and little firmware.
0: motors can be replaced or rebuilt.
6: Yeah, yeah, okay. that's for sure.
0: And so we're talking about the batteries. This yeah. is where the money is. So, what year models are the. I think there's a certain year where the batteries you can't upgrade. Is that right? They're not um, compatible?
7: Well, so the, the pack voltage changed. Uh, let, let, let me go back to that yep, whole. Yep. In 2013, everything got standardized. They've kept the voltage the same, they use okay. the same manufacturer. The manufacturer's been delivering better and better cells but it still fits the same sort of deal. And then, yeah, 2012 is different, 2011 is different, 2009. So if you
0: buy a tr- this 2010 we're looking yeah. at, and uh, it says it's running right now, but l- the batteries have a lifetime of what, like five years? The
7: the, the warranty is for War- five years. I guess I say, like, years. even my 2013 bike, it's due for a recall because they say things like, well, the cells, well, I, I can't, I don't know about the details, but, like, the cells will not perform up to they're uh, stated, like they said, these will have these longevity, and they're like, well, due to a manufacturing defect, they're not going to work quite right. We are going to swap those cells out. You're getting like a 2015 battery out. So can you
0: bike. put new batteries into this 2010? You
7: can, but it's not going to be, it's going to be a, a bit of a project. Like yeah. you could say things like, I will take old Nissan Leaf cells, which are widely available, pretty cheap, and will probably perform better than the cells in that bike, and you drop them in. And the nice thing about zero is, unlike maybe Bramo who went for a really gorgeous-looking battery design, Um, the container for it is super custom. Whereas Zero said, it's a box. It's an armored box. You dump stuff in there, and as long as you can wire up the (laughs) BMS and the controller to it, that's it. You make the stack work, it feeds it, you run it. No big deal. So it does have that, it's just that Who's going to work on that? It's got to be you. Got to be an EE. You got to be ready to work Whoa. on power electronics. Yeah. It's not your average motorcycle
5: but, mechanic.
0: But is this where the future of mechanics is? I think so.
5: You know, I rode my first Aero today. Yeah, what do you just think? Ooh. Friggin' blew me out of the yeah, water. It really that nice. thing
7: has got <laughs> so much power. When yeah, you, when you guys want to know why I put all the aerodynamics on, it's because I want to do that more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But. I have
5: ridden a Brahmo. It's interesting yeah. you should mention Brahmo. I rode a Brahmo Impulse mm. a couple of years ago. And to me, it rode exactly like a Versus 650. Okay. With no noise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. no vibration. But the performance was very, very similar. The acceleration and just the feel of it. And it's a similar sized bike mm-hmm. um, to to your Versus Liza. But there was something very unfinished about it. Now, I've heard the Brahmo have now got Polaris behind them. Mm-hmm. So they've got a huge yeah. injection of capital. So um, I don't even know. Can you still buy a Brahmo Impulse or a, um, Inertia? Yeah.
7: yeah, the Victory dealers don't seem to be... Uh, as enthusiastic as one might hope, yet uh, from word on the street, but right. um, they do have the better parts distribution. It's just a question of like, what is each year model going to start building on? But, you know, the thing that it, uh, appealed to me of the look of the Brahmo was exactly
5: what you said. It had the most gorgeous battery case on it, mm-hmm. and they nickel plated the the handles, and it was a real feature of the bike. I mean, yeah. Like- Bang, this is beautiful. Yep. Um, but no, this zero I wrote today, wonderful yeah.
6: thing.
0: Well, the, the thing to t- to remember too, if you're buying a used bike, let's go back to this one we're using as an example. This 2010, they want five grand. What do you think it's worth, Brian? It's it running.
7: On, yeah, but it's that that five grand <laughs> is like to the person. It's like, what's the, who's the audience for that bike?
0: Well, I'm the type of person like. I I want I want to try this out. Right. I'm not riding every day. I'm not commuting. I don't need the best. I want to get something used and try it out, and then maybe I'll upgrade in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah but that's
5: too much for something for you yeah, to but, just try out. But, it's but, a couple but, of yeah. grand. Bike.
3: Well, and and, you and, and for you, like you know, you have three scooters that you use to pop around town. To have a five thousand dollar electric bike that you're going to use, like, I I don't think you'll pick that if you're like, I'm just going to pop well, around uh, town.
7: Let me let me uh, unpack some of the cost and and maybe the. What, what goes into an electric motorbike? I mean, we, we said battery, but like, let's kind of put some numbers around it. Half the price of whatever you're paying for on an electric bike is the battery. There's no like, it might vary a bit, but uh, lithium ion is expensive, especially when
0: right. you stack it up. So, and we keep saying, well, you can just upgrade the batteries. What is a typical battery? And we're talking about that yeah. this bike that SR that was at a four battery or two or two, no, a two or a three.
7: Uh, wait. The Terry's?
0: No, the one that's in the sad.
7: In the sad. Sorry. Uh,
0: this was. A the, 20, oh, that one. The, the zero S. Oh. So that's a, t- a two battery.
7: It's twenty eleven. Twenty ten. It matters more what year it is than anything else. Yeah, it's, it's probably like a seventy two volt. I I don't even know. I don't I don't get good at that All right, stuff. So yeah. how
0: much are the batteries each?
7: I I, no idea. That's like thirty eight uh,
0: hundred. Like I know. Does that sound right? It could be. I think we're talking about thirty eight hundred each.
7: Could be. And, but it, the thing is, that might be like how it was paid for originally. And if you wanted to replace it with leaf cells, it would be cheaper or something. Yeah.
0: All right. So yeah. there's options. Or, or, yeah. Or we'll
7: see. So one of the things is like, oh, yeah, you're paying for a $5,000 bike. You don't know how long the cells are going to last at this point because they're about right. five years old. Now, what happens if you want to recycle them and get a new one? Like, what is the exchange rate? Not many people have done that yet. Yeah. So it's unknown. So you're taking a bit of a risk. Yeah. But it's not going to be nothing. So some of that five grand is sort of gonna come back.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's, this what is I'm, unknown. that's what i This is all unknown. With so
7: few things on the market and 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 such a limited audience for this bit right now, and not enough people I- expert at doing this procedure.
0: So I then, don't know. You, so then you could tell. But, so would you tell someone? Don't don't buy a used one. Just don't for buy the, a used. By default,
7: no. If you don't know what you're doing, if you just want an electric bike that you don't have to think about get 2013 or newer
2: those so, bikes yeah. you so buy to a newer
0: bike that's going to depreciate but, greatly but, but, <laughs> well, if you're,
2: if you're but, a wealthy but, electrical engineer yeah. go for it
0: but buy one
7: that's in the standard line okay that's but, the thing is like there really is a huge difference between what they did in 2013 yeah. and everything before
3: but, so, but for, a savvy, for a savvy user who knows what they're doing and knows kind of what they're getting into for the right price go for it
7: yeah it's just that those savvy users probably already have Sure, electric bikes. Sure, <laughs> or or you know, they well, cause yeah, I, you know, I, I'm
3: thinking like you know what things to be five thousand. Say worst case scenario, I have to replace the battery. That's yeah. gonna be like whatever price for the battery. Plus, it's if it's 2010, well, it might be a different design. It might require some fitting. Like it could, you know, it could almost cost the same as buying a new zero. It yeah, so it really could. But
0: if you do all those upgrades, you basically have an almost new zero. Yeah, but no. Mm -hmm. No, not enough. No, no, no. See, see, like I say
7: this as someone with the 2013 and I've thought about selling it now that I got the 2016. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, it's Terry who got me into this. It's (laughs) Terry's fault that I'm like uh, over-leveraged here. Right. Um, With the 2013, I paid uh 16 grand for it and they gave me two invoices by the way the half of the price was the bike so it's an eight grand bike in a way and it's an eight grand battery that went with it Mm -hmm. yeah and now i'm thinking like okay yeah yeah it's uh it's it's quite a thing to look at and say i'm paying for this um i believe in it you know that kind of thing um and you're
0: you're a wackadoo that's why i
7: kind of grew into that um (laughs) it's okay we're all wackadoos it's all right yeah um and, and now I say, well, okay, I love the, the, the newer bike. It has a better controller, a better motor. Uh, suspension and brakes are better. Um, the old bike is going to get a new battery gratis. Like, they're taking care of that. That's really awesome. I don't, you know, I'm very grateful. Um, and that gives it a new lease in life. And the question is, well, if I'm only going to get an eight grand for it, if I sell it because the perception and the risk and all that stuff, it's easier... For me to like swap out the front end. It's cheaper for me to swap out the front end and to sell it. I get my money's worth better. Like I have a second bike that's just totally usable. I just have to swap the front end. Which is weird.
0: So for anyone who's wanting to get into try a used bike, it sounds like if it's twenty thirteen or newer, Mm -hmm. you may be okay. Yeah. If it's older than that, you need to be an electrical engineer wackadoo and come up with a solution.
7: You're gonna be yeah, you're gonna be To modernize you're it, you're going to be taking right.
1: on some risk. Doing, but I mean, yeah. uh, eventually, as as this progresses and this technology gets better and better, it's going to be just like any of the other technologies. Yeah, There's right. going to become aftermarket. People can, are going to start buying these used bikes, know how to convert them, how, yeah. to, how to, you know, what I'm saying. It's just yeah. like any other industry. I, it's just got really the electric new. bike is huh? the industry is very new. It's got to mature a little bit. And all these people will begin to fill in as it becomes
6: profitable, which right, so yeah. is not profitable. Right
3: I'm, right. I'm sure the first few people who bought gas motorcycles on the first few that were rolling out in the line felt right. a similar thing as engines well, increased over no, years the and years. No, the first ones
0: who bought electric cars. Exactly. Uh, sure. Well, yeah.
3: Sure. But, I mean, I, you know, the gas engine is so – the reason why I can, like, ride a 2001 SV650 and like, you know – have it still run like a mod- like a more modern bike and feel really good is because gas engines have come such a long way and exactly. all that technology so, has come such a long way where, you know, 2001 bikes are still good. But but the zeros will get there. But
0: they've come a long way in 100 years. We're talking in a couple years. We're
3: still an early adopter here.
5: But here's an analogy with a classic bike movement. Let's use Triumph motorcycles as an example. There was a time in the 70s nobody wanted Triumphs. And nobody was making parts for them. It, it, it was, it was n- nasty business. Triumph were discounting the last few bikes they were making, get them out the door. It, then in the 80s, things didn't get much better. Mm. In the 90s, a few very small manufacturers and cheap manufacturers started making parts for them so you could restore them. Now, in the 2000s, it's a thriving industry. There are people making the most beautiful oh aftermarket parts for classic triumphs if you want to restore a classic triumph you can get anything for it now whether we're going to get that kind of enthusiasm for older zeros i don't know all through this conversation something kept clicking back in my mind and i'm thinking about another technology do you need to take your
0: pill
1: is that Shrimp.
5: what's yeah. uh-huh. shrimping is shrimping it's telephones <laughs> and if you think about it everyone excuse me <coughs> Everyone carries a cell phone and you buy it, but you also do a two year contract with an upgrade. And whether Zero themselves would do it or whether a dealer would do it, I can see that happening.
0: Well, I see. I thought you were going to say there's going to be an aftermarket business to keep these older bikes on the well, road. Well, there
1: if will there's be enough eventually. interest. Yeah. yeah if there is enough interest. Well, no, it's once you know. can make money at it. That's yeah. What yeah. Will yeah. That too. And yeah. it'll eventually come. <laughs> it'll happen. It's well, just. You know,
7: and people have discussed the lease option. I, yeah. I can't tell how seriously anybody takes that at the I, I, you know corporate level. but yeah. I, have to,
3: I have to think, it, you know, I mean, you'd have to have very good infrastructure. Like, if you wanted to, like, take old zeros and try to sell them in other places to, like, recoup that loss, you know, like, you'd have, you have to have the infrastructure and the charging stations to do that sort of and stuff. It, and it
1: brings up another, another conversation. If people don't want those old bikes, what happens to that material? What happens to the frame, the tires, the old batteries? You know what I mean? Is right. it just discarded in the dump? Because we talked about... What happened
0: to the first electric cars? I think Al Gore made a movie about that, right? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: Well, that was a bit of a PR kind of... Yeah. They scuttled it, right? Yeah. I yeah. Don't,
0: well, but uh, Zero has been trying to upgrade and reclaim a lot of the old bikes. It's in their best interest. Yes, it they're is. They're upgraded. And they are offering to people to do the upgrade.
7: And I think and I think for them that was, that was a great move and very generous, too. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is with a small batch of bikes that they made every year, it is hard to even just support them. Uh, and I think I think in a way they, they said, well, this is the trade-off. Is like we'll take care of the old bits, and you'll get a 2014. Yeah.
1: I think also that in a few years before we know it, there's going to be a paradigm shift in the battery, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're going to get these crazy ranges on yeah. oh, normal yeah. charging. It is, well, that is And the coming. stuff we're talking about now is just going to be yeah, so yeah. obsolete. And, and
3: then and you're going to get a normalization, and like the batteries aren't going to be improving yeah. hand
1: so, over foot well, it's like every what year. What Bolt's doing, Both you know, you're going to build these batteries that are just av- able to be upgraded. You know, every year yeah. and then every five yeah. or seven years, whatever well, will be a big shift. But.
0: I think we're just in this weird place right now where there's
1: it's awesome now
0: there's bikes uh, available on the used market, yeah, but there's really no support for them and the new bikes or awareness, yeah. And I just want to make sure that people who are interested who go on to Craigslist, like I did, saying, Hey, I wonder what's available, can I dip my toe in the pond, as I said, and buy an old FX, try it out to understand. What you're getting into and what's going on because if you're just trying to get into it, then you probably don't know that much about it So I mean we'll we'll keep people updated. Um Obviously things are are changing and happening and actually um, Brian and I and terry and a bunch of others are going to be next weekend at zeros 10th anniversary party which i'm looking forward to and Learn more even more about it. I find it fascinating, but we'll try and keep our listeners updated as this market is changing um oh isaac now that you're here i wanted to share something with you you missed today okay uh our good friend christopher smith yeah he came here uh christopher is the new guy who came to the garage last week who is a little hard of hearing and uh he's deaf and he also just a little <laughs> is uh, so i learned that he used to be a dancer so he used to be a dancer and a performer. He yes, was trained in ballet for... and stuff like that. but now he has his M- MS, it's MS yeah. and he, he mm-hmm. his legs don't work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, even I saw his hands, he had trouble putting the loop through on the helmet. he had mm-hmm. trouble doing that. So um I said, so you have never been on a motorcycle." He said, no. That was my impersonation. That was bad. Um, so I said, Come on, suit up, let's go. I put him on the versus and took him up highway nine.
3: Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. buddy.
6: That I bet nice you took him again. on a and, ride too.
5: Now we were talking, me and Christopher were talking mm-hmm. when you came back. And I said, Were you frightened? And he said, Yes. At first <laughs> I was I was very frightened. Yeah. But he said after i got beyond the fear it was like flying it was like flying i made him
6: let go and
0: put his arms out like wings and he first started just putting like one hand out and he'd grab back on you put one hand out and hold it and i'm like no, no. i tap his other hand and he's freaking out because i'm putting my hands out
2: oh god you know <laughs> you took your hands off? oh yeah i'm That's flying great.
0: with my hands out through the corners and he's like gripping me with his legs and he and finally, I just saw both arms go up,
1: like Laverne and Sherwin. and
0: he was just flying, and we're going through the redwoods, and and I'm just doing the twisties, and I could hear him kind of making noises, and and then he he'd like he gri- he'd gri- gripped back onto guy. me, and um, you know, I was taking it easy, but then there were some places that I'd open it up and take it up to like ninety all of a sudden, you know, and um, <laughs> highway on Highway yeah. Nine, <laughs> no, 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 on Highway One. Okay. Um, but he, yeah. He was just, wow. Like he came back and he was just.
1: Yeah. I saw you guys when you pulled in and he was grinning from, he was alive. Well, I
0: didn't know that he was a dancer. And I said, you know what? I said, you, you may not know it, but I used to be an athlete, but I have arthritis on my knees and I can't be active anymore, but I can get on that bike and I can. And you know, and Kat, she's got some health issues and she can't do the things she used to do and she can get on that bike and she can. And he said, you know. When we were out there riding, I forgot I had MS. I was just flying,
6: mm.
0: and I was like, "This, this is this is one of the reasons yeah. why some of us ride." Mm-hmm. And I, I, wanted to give him that goal every time, and it was pretty cool. He was pretty, pretty stoked. Fabulous. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. <clears throat> yeah. So um, another thing I want to share with y'all. This is pretty cool. We got a little package. Which, I'll let you look in there in a second. Um, but this is from our... Everybody
1: looks right away.
0: This is from our good friend, I've seen it already. Will Will Chrisman.
1: Will and, is our better friend. He's our best friend He now. sent a
0: note, and he said, Thanks again for all the laughs and fun. I hope these are the correct drive size. Cross-country trip with a visit in Santa Cruz is definitely on the calendar for next spring or summer. You all rock. Much love, Will. Charlie, you want to take a look in the box and see what's in there? Besides the shop towels, there are three shock towels. Right? All right. What else do you see in there? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's like 10 longs and eights. One, and shorts. Two. He sent us a bunch of number 10 and eight sockets and long <laughs> and short.
6: Long. Oh, Brilliant. Brilliant. Y'all,
0: there's like, like, I don't know eighty dollars worth of sockets in here. No, yeah. that was killer.
1: Thank yeah. you this is, uh, very much, Chris, in like, well, uh, Kentucky, you are Tennessee, yep.
0: uh, or,
2: I mean, Will and and he he was had the email about being yes. in Tennessee, right? Yes, right. Yep. And how so. tech jobs yep. you have to commute. It looked like so. nice. you
3: could use the box as a little possum bed. Any,
2: anyone who Here's wants to
3: send us more sockets, we now need 12s. <laughs> we
0: have, I know, I know, I should Zach. I'm like, look at this amazing gift. We got all these eights and tens. He goes, great. We need 12s.
3: There's like two, there's like
0: one
4: or two 12s
3: in there, and they're gonna disappear
4: soon. Well, we got we got three short eights, three long eights. Three short tens and three long tens.
2: Fucking That awesome. is So, awesome. so awesome. for, for awesome. next year's thank calendar, you. it'll be $15 or five 12 millimeter sockets. So, yes. Will, maybe a 14
0: thank you. Thank you very, very generous, much. Very I generous. appreciate it. He stole them. We that was do. very nice.
5: That is the kind of gift we like. <laughs> thank
0: you. I know. And I didn't let anyone use them today because I wanted to keep
3: it's, them in the box. Vo- it, it's, oh. ki- it's the kind of gift where it shows up and everyone's like, Oh
6: yeah! yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Liza's hoarding. There There's the, enough uh, for me to take some home. <laughs> it's like when you showed up with all that hardware from one of your stores, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I got all this like hardware," and I'm, I'm like unloading it, like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> metric stainless!" No, <laughs> my God! Well, I know Liza,
1: Liza was stoked about the paper towels because she doesn't have to buy toilet paper for a good Right?
6: right. <laughs> that uh, you will know, probably clog your plumbing, though.
5: I was wondering why the telephone book had so many pages missing. It,
0: nice yeah hey who's got who's got some emails to read i got one all right hit us with it
2: all right so this is from earl s in south carolina i'll hold the what's up earl i'll hold the accent oh go for it
1: it'll
2: be offensive Um, hi just came across y'all's podcast and listened to episode 33 take the long way home near the end there was a discussion about helmet laws and y'all Asked for listener's opinions. I'm glad I'm not the only one who writes y'all in emails. Uh, I live in South Carolina where the helmet law only requires riders under 18 to wear a helmet and all the others uh, the choice to wear one. I've been riding for 20 years and I like the option as an adult to make that choice for myself. Personally, I wear a full face 90% of the time, but there are times I live in a small town when I prefer not to wear one. I don't believe the federal or state politicians should make that choice for me. I've met and listened to quite a few of these politicians, and frankly, I don't feel comfortable with them making decisions involving my my personal life. I understand that y'all are from California. This may be a generalization, but isn't California considered a more liberal, quote-unquote, state? If so, why do Californians desire for the government, state or federal, to impose such regulations on its citizens? Cannot liberals make decisions for themselves? Doesn't the very word liberal mean to be liberated? I'm very grateful that I live in California, in Carolina where I can still make some decisions for myself. Can you lane split?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, motherfucker, can you lane split? Uh,
2: You're welcome. I think liberal means like lots of laws and libertarians, the other one. Uh, As for the insurance argument, we still live in a society that doesn't have socialized uh, medical, at least for now. I believe that the majority of motorcyclists are honestly employed and have medical insurance which covers accidents whether they're wearing helmets or not. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs>
6: if
4: someone isn't insured and they get a head injury from motorcycling, motorcycle, yeah, the, then, then the who's going to pay for that.
2: that? bill. I got one more sentence. I also believe there are many more reasons that our premiums are on the rise other than motorcycle accidents. Just my two cents, Earl S. Yeah,
0: Actually, sure. that argument um, doesn't apply really because if you're not wearing a helmet, you're more likely to die. If you're wearing a helmet, you're most, more likely to survive with a head injury. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, so, um, I mean, I mean, I
1: don't. I hear what he's saying. It's is kind of like Beatty, but um, you know, I, I agree. That, yeah, if you don't want to wear a helmet, then you shouldn't have to wear a helmet. But are we more liberal out here? Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah but we can ride side.
0: naked, no, naked with a helmet. Yeah, yeah, we
2: can. <laughs> we can
6: ride. I think I think naked
0: all, with a so that's progressive. I think <laughs> I think
2: we're all like quite a blend of like. Liberal as in like like california is a nanny state for sure, but we're like all a blend of liberal and like america fuck Yeah, libertarian. Well, I mean
3: we're also are the only state that can lane split which if with well, the first time you do it feels like the m- most Insane thing that
2: you've ever done lane splitting on like a big bike is oh, yeah. is, is like the most
6: enjoyable Yeah, part of Jim day Jim thought it was a bit days.
0: sketchy yesterday
1: No, not no, I didn't think it was sketchy just cuz I you know cuz I'm commuting <laughs> now So I lane split all the fucking time over yeah. 17 through Silicon Valley that whole thing but I don't normally lane split at like 85. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was comfortable doing it. I'm just like normally we, I don't we, do this. We did
3: we did, did, did cut s- some tight gaps especially with that that tractor trailer and that bus. That was a little <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. That was, was a little like, little like she's not whoa, she's not. Go. Yeah. Okay. Here okay, I did it. Well, well, you mean 65 cuz that's the, the speed limit,
6: right? The uh yeah.
2: the other day the, or like a, a couple of weeks ago Jim comes up to me. He's like, was that you in 17 I saw the other day? Do you not land split? And I got super offended. Like, what
6: uh, do you mean, bro? I was
2: caravanning with a Miata. It was uh, me. And I was caravanning with a Miata, which can't land split. And so I was just, I thought, oh, I'll stick with them. And and there was like, you know, about a mile of traffic. What are you, 17. a noob? So I was like, no, I most definitely land split. <laughs> How dare you say such a thing?
6: I, um,
0: <laughs> I can say when I was in uh, Cleveland with Phil, we went, you know, I went uh, without my helmet quite a bit. I like riding without a helmet sometime, but I think we've said this before. Um, And actually, this letter is in response to a podcast we did over two years ago, so I don't actually remember everything said. But um, I accept the burden of having to wear a seatbelt and a helmet because there's a lot of other idiots out there who are abusing the yeah. system. Yeah, I've been
7: I, hit, I've been hit by a 15 year old with two seconds notice driving her mom's car without insurance, and that helmet saved my damn, damn life. And I'm not taking off a, a helmet, helmet while I ride. And a helmet, the a helmet store. has
0: saved my life too. Yeah, but well, it's this is talking I, about. Yeah, you're right. Is I wish yeah, you're right.
1: Just, I wish I had the option to ride without a helmet. Now would I probably not? Because we know what happens when you you know yeah. eat shit without I mean, a helmet but yeah. every now and then like to take a ride down west cliff without you know i don't want to die at old age so fuck it I, It would be nice to be able to take a ride down west cliff without a helmet on you know i would like yeah. to have that
3: option I, so i agree with them I, yeah. I have i haven't thought a helmet in connecticut because there's no helmet while there and it i did feel really really exposed and naked and was like, That's nah. I, I, did like, like yeah. I did like five miles that. and i was like nah putting that back on right. and just yeah. the wind and everything the helmet actually like but helped to, me be more focused while I was riding.
4: To yeah. go from like here to Seven Eleven down the street,
0: or right, Like, sure, it nice? It'd be nice. No, no, well, no. Going
7: down the street is exactly when you're gonna get hit. Yeah,
2: I, I personally, I'm glad that I have to put a helmet on, but at yeah. the same time, I don't blame you for not like for not wanting people telling you how you have to wear a helmet. Later. Sure, right. I agree. And, and it's you know, I don't, I don't mind that we have states where you don't have to.
0: It's not that bad, and I have full face and i have modulars and i have three quarters and i have halfies mm-hmm. and i have dirt bike helmets and when i'm going down the street to 7-eleven i throw on a halfie or a big three quarter something just comfortable um it's not that bad but i know that there is uh compromises that are being made and that there's advantages we're receiving like our insurance may not be as high because of it well but then again no because i said if you're wearing a helmet you're more likely to have right. an injury head injury um it's in our best interest, and we are still stupid in general. Society is stupid in general, general and we have to be forced to do what's right for us. For the group. Um, and and. It's, it's not that bad.
1: Anyway, you enjoy no helmet. We'll enjoy lane splitting.
2: Worst yeah. worst case scenario, you live in a state that has a helmet law. You don't want to wear a helmet. You can throw a DOT sticker on a yamaka, and that'll that'll. Well,
0: like, don't suggest that. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't try
2: a yamaka. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a BMX helmet. That's sure. about that's about what some of those ha- like little skin lids are.
0: Charlie, what you got? I've got
4: something from Hunter Smith. Hey guys and gals, my name is Hunter, and I come from Enterprise, Alabama. Hey, Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Hi. <laughs> 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 um, the only city that has a statue of a bug in the middle of town right cool. oh, yeah. now nice. i don't want to know um, what kind of bug what kind of bug I VW. Say, um, well, it's <laughs>
0: alabama it's a bug
4: it's a bug my question is would a 81 yamaha sr 250 exciter be a good starter bike i'm kind of a big guy 5'11, 280 pounds and I've always loved the look of cafe racers. And that's kind of what I want to do as I ride more and gain more experience. Thanks for reading. And thank you for the most amazing podcast ever. You guys are the best. And then there's like a bunch of squares. They're probably emojis or something. Yeah, probably. Okay, you.
6: You know.
0: Well, let me tell you my Exciter 250 story. Exciters, for those who don't know, are one of those horrible, underpowered, giant seat 80s bikes. Yes. Right? you
2: it's actually pronounced excited you know you don't yeah. have
5: to be quite so hateful
6: no no
0: no <laughs> no, no, no there there's in the 80s there were some bikes where the seat was as big as the rest of the bike yes There's a giant comfortable seat right um so my story is i had a friend who bought one and we lived in berkeley and sh- and worked in san francisco and she rode it over the bay bridge to work mm-hmm. after work um there was a rainstorm and she was too afraid to ride it back. So she asked if I had switched vehicles because I had driven to work that day. Said, sure. I rode that little giant-ass seat, little underpowered Exciter 250 over the Bay Bridge in a rainstorm, getting blown across the bridge back and forth. One of the most frightening biking experiences I've ever had. Um, but hey, but it made it. Right. Um, so... The Exciter 250s is one of the best bikes to do anything with and not leave it stock. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> They're just so ugly. There's nothing redeeming about you're it. You're being hateful. Except it is a nice little 250 Thank that'll you. run forever. It's ugly. It's ugly. There's nothing redeeming about the stock bike. There's many bikes I think you're better off leaving it stock than modifying right. it. Like, but I hate I seeing think- all the... The uh, SR500s right, right, or the right, XS650s what? being chopped up. Why not take the ugly bikes like an exciter and chop them up? Perfect bike.
5: I think the point, hun- was it Hunter? A
0: the
5: Charlie? dude's name? Yeah. Hun- yep. Yeah, Hunter. I think, is it a good bike to learn to ride on? It's fine. Here's the criteria. Can you get both your feet flat on the deck? Well, he's 5'11", yeah. You're going to get both feet flat on the floor. Is it going to be light and easy to handle? Yes, it is, because it's a small bike. Mm-hmm. Is it going to have a nice power delivery that is easy to control? Yes, of course it is, because it hasn't got a great deal of power to begin with. The only caveat, Hunter, it's a 35-year-old bike. Yep. And is it going to be as reliable as a brand-new bike? Maybe mm, not. Maybe. Um, maybe, maybe not. But as a starter bike, yeah, it's great. Oh, great.
0: Also, a perfect bike to chop up because there's nothing to lose.
6: Right,
5: but I think, if I'm hearing that right, Honda's going to kind of move on, move on to cafe racers after he's learned his craft on that exciter. But I was just hmm. looking at
1: some images where people have have you know kind of chopped these thing into little cafe racers, and it's a good platform for yes. that. So if you want to, if you want to do that and get into it, then fuck it. Real simple. I mean, it's a simple little well, motorcycle. It's got spoke motorcycle.
5: wheels. It's got drum brakes. It's got a nice finned engine you know mm-hmm. you can do a lot with it and a giant ass seat it
1: does air cooled? a big ass seat
2: air cold one more yeah. level of simplicity yeah
5: no it's super
1: simple one it's cylinder okay, why not
0: so emma you had an email i was debating yeah years, but, you know i've been thinking you know, I, about I, this i, I think because we're getting near the end let's just cover the email and we'll just we'll get this over with because uh I'm, I'm go- on the fence if we should read it, but let's just do it. Is right, it hate, man? and
5: what I want to make, mm-hmm. th- it's from Steve, and it's stevescrambler at yahoo.com. So I'm guessing he writes a scrambler either a Triumph for a Ducati. I'm going to cut this down, Steve, and it's not anything to do with the content. It's just because it is a very long email. But I'm going to read the first paragraph in full. Hello, Ms. Fitz. I'm an avid listener of your podcast, which I was switched on to via the Cleveland Moto hey. Podcast. Hey! Hey, 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 hey. And, and I What's shared this up, with Phil? Phil. A long time ago. You know, Phil was here last week. It's great. I feel like I've gotten to know you all through the podcast and the fantastic, very personal style you bring to the world of automotive, uh, to the world of motorcycle podcasting. Thanks. Thank you all, and keep up the great work. You're fun, informative, And make my daily commute on my bike enjoyable as I beam you through my Sena. Yeah. Right on. Well, thank you, Steve. So, here's where I'm going to start cutting it down. Um, He's talking about the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride.
1: Which
0: is coming up.
5: At the end of the End of
1: September. End of September. 25th, I want to say.
5: Now, for those of you that don't know it, um, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride has been going on. It's year four or year three? Five. More okay. like five, yeah. Yeah, I think it's year five for the distinguished gentleman's ride. And it's a ride to support charities. Um, you get dressed up in your finery I have done it in a cocktail dress, on a water buffalo, sitting side saddle, all the way.
1: You um, do all your events like that. Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, and I know you rode side saddle on my scooter and that didn't fare well for the scooter. <laughs> no, I know it fell off. <laughs> it wasn't
5: my fault. Somebody else did it and ran away. But I'm going to cut down to the chase. There's a lot of money being raised. It's one of these charities. It started off very, very small and it's gotten very, very mm-hmm. big. And we're talking millions. Now, Steve's argument and it's a very, very valid one, is that 30% of the money raised doesn't head its way to the charity, which I believe is Men's Health, specifically Prostate Cancer Research. Yeah. Um, Kulu.
1: Kulu Cancer.
5: Right. So 30% is being lost in admin. My personal opinion, that in the big scheme of things is not a great deal deal. But his argument, which I feel is quite a valid one, is there's no transparency from the organizers of Distinguished Gentleman's Ride as to where this money is going. It's just 30% goes to admin costs. Well, can you tell us where it's going, please? I don't know. Are they under any obligation to share that information?
0: Well, and I think he mentioned that, uh, didn't he say that Triumph came on as yeah, a sponsor sp- yet when he contacted his local Triumph, they weren't of any help, something like that? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, I don't know that Triumph America and a local Triumph dealer are going to be offering the same services. No, I don't so think Triumph so So Triumph America may be helping. So um, the thing that's hard to get into, I don't want to diminish what they're doing. I think it's a good thing. I do know in every type of non-profit thing I've been involved with, there's always somebody who's claiming that the money isn't going where it should. Right. And it there is, you have to know that it's never 100%. There's always operating costs. And there are times there are people who, they make a living raising money mm-hmm. for stuff, and they may take more than 50% of it. Right. They may take 90% of it to cover their costs, but at least there is still money being funneled to the See, charity. I'm not gonna get into say how much of it should be gone and how it's being spent. I'm not getting into that. No. It's nice that somebody's thinking and maybe calling them out saying, hey, you need to tell us you know, yeah, we need we need Mm-mm. we want to check what's yeah. going on. Yeah.
5: My take on this in the big scheme of things, I don't think thirty percent is unreasonable. However, and it's an open call for the to the organizers of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Guys A little bit of clarity never did anybody any harm. If Steve's thinking about this, a lot of other people are thinking about this too. So guys, do yourself a favor. All it would take is just one statement. Look, this is a very expensive ride to put on. This is a very broad breakdown of where that 30% goes. I think that would be a wonderful
0: thing. And let's clarify, I don't think that he's questioning the individual organizers in each city.
5: No, he's not. It's as a whole. So those
0: people who are probably most likely doing it for free, volunteering their time, make sure you say thank you.
5: Yeah, exactly. And that was basically his argument because in the city he was in, the organizers wanted fluorescent vests, they wanted some supplies, and in the end they had to buy it out of their own pocket because nobody was willing to, to kick down and say yeah here's the money for these so he's got a very very valid point
1: i'd like to hear from people too just about the event because you know never doing it and we talked about getting a group together because it is it's prostate cancer it's suicide prevention so i think you know that they're they're raising money for a worthy cause but i would like to hear you know what the event's like you know do you have to show up like you know with your fucking mustache twirled and tweed jacket or can you kind of just well my guess is it's probably a pretty local thing
5: Well, I went on one of the very, very early ones. and Did um, you get lucky? Yeah, I did. Of course. Thank you. You found a penny on the ground? I always get lucky. (laughs) Um, And back then, the rules, and I believe the rules are still there. I don't know how well they're enforced. You had to be on a standard or a cafe racer. Absolutely. If you showed up on a sport bike, it's like you can't be part of this. And you had to be dressed nicely. That means... The guys were wearing shirts and ties and suits, mm-hmm. and the few women like us who rode in the event. I mean, I was I was in a blue cocktail dress.
6: Of course, you were. <laughs> 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 Which to and when, pearls and and I always wear pearls. I know, it's know why that. Have I I you ever see exactly. me my pearls? Right. Um,
5: and of course, I toned very well with my metal flake tangerine water <laughs> buffalo. So <laughs> that's a sweet bike um, too. Is it more lenient now? Can you show up on a sport bike? Can you show up on a supermoto and do it? it I, mean, it I like would it's like, cool like to see Liza in a skirt.
0: No. I mean, I do drag do <laughs> I just got queasy when you said that. Um, let, me, let me just wrap this with, I think it's good to always question where money's going, but I don't think it's good to question it to the public, like us or the individual organizers. I think this is something that you have to take to the source and bring it up. So I'm not going to pass judgment. I, I still think it's a good event to do.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, if anyone else also wants to question, by all means, don't forget to thank your local organizers and send a letter to the overall organizers at the right. website. And you can always ask them, and it, uh, you know, if they can provide some sort of information. But also know it is not uncommon for a large chunk to go to them.
5: In fact, it is very common.
0: Yes. This is how it works. They're still doing a good thing.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's motorcycle shit. You know, they're doing so, motorcycle shit. Yeah, they're promoting it's, good calls. It's, you know, it's all good.
0: All right, so since we're wrapping up, and that last email was a little, you know, downish, I wanted to, like, bring things up a bit.
1: Time for the elephant?
0: No, no put the no, elephant back. No, God, no. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Are you
3: going to throw Austin? I'm pretty, I'm pretty
1: no, okay no,
0: no,
5: with it. No, no, no. Are you gonna,
3: <laughs> I love are you just tr- the trunk. Just are you
5: going to throw Austin under the bus?
0: Oh, yeah, let's do that okay. real quick. Oh, that. God. that <laughs> let's just throw Austin under the bus real quick. Um there's a nice little lad who comes here he's <laughs> very well groomed second time coming here yes he's young like maybe Charlie young maybe younger Was oh he's like, younger than Charlie maybe no you no, he? he's maybe 19 so yeah. <clears throat> Charlie yeah he's younger Charlie just turned 20 shut up <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in the military he's from Texas he comes up he, he came up on his cruiser so Emma what did you do to oh. poor Austin today? Okay, so... The
4: elephant came
5: out.
0: No, the, <laughs> well, well sort
1: of. Oh, <laughs> that one ear I can't quite get out.
0: <laughs> just oh, any, oh
1: that it feels back. better now. Jim, put but the elephant effect. It's, it's oh easier said, God, said than done. God, no.
3: that
5: is just... You that, can't, <laughs> it can't put it back now. It's out. Oh, that is nasty.
1: You can't take your so, eyes off it, can you?
5: Anyone who spent any time with Emma will realize that... Um, how how do I put it there? My choice of footwear is definitely in the fuck me variety. Emma,
0: when we rode with you yesterday <laughs> yes. on that old bike, <laughs> you're riding in high heels. Yes. And I noticed you're just you're just carving those corners in your neighborhood. And I said, She is dragging heel because she the lowest carving. thing on the bike isn't the foot peg, it is her heel dangling <laughs> down. Yeah,
5: Right. <laughs> and I said, you know, breaking heel, isn't that what chicks do? I don't know. Anyway, so um young Austin was very very fascinated with my feet today Asked uh, austin <laughs> do you have a foot fetish and he goes bright red and he goes so, uh, uh, no <laughs> no <laughs> yes, yes i do attaboy <laughs> so at least he fessed up to it and what a wonderful thing so he'll be shrimping later
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh! hey!
1: Oh, he's gonna be casting that net in
3: Emma's direction too. (laughs) If you you drink while you're shrimping, is it a shrimp cocktail? Oh. Oh.
0: (laughs) So I just wanted to share, um, real quick. One of the things I loved up at the museum was uh, they had the hodakas.
6: Yeah, some hodakas. Oh, I like fantastic. And I I've never learned
0: what the names of the hodakas are, and so I wrote them down. And we're just gonna go out with this because.
1: We should have made, made a game I, out of well, this. Well,
0: I was going to, but it's like porno like or Hodaka. Truth or dare.
1: Yeah, exactly. Porno
0: right. or Hodaka. These are actual... <laughs> <laughs> These are the real names. These are actual names, ho- names of Hodakas, right. and it sounds like. So there's Super Rat. Yep. There's the Road Toad. Yes. The Combat Wombat. Yes. yes.
3: There was a Super Combat Wombat, too.
5: That's the fastest one of all.
0: And the Dirt Squirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the most porno-ish. Yeah, but they did the have the...
1: What was the one? The super. Du- yeah, the super super combat wombat. The super combat wombat on display.
5: And the logo on the side was a com was a wombat wearing a crash helmet in a tank.
6: And that was on the side
5: panel of the bike I love that that comes stock Yeah,
3: completely
0: stock
5: There's a cartoon of a wombat in a crash helmet in a tank And that's your super combat wombat I I think that
1: was Bob's favorite motorcycle downstairs
0: So that's just a a sample of some of the stories I think we're going to get when we finally go up there Because I've I've known of Hodagas It was a company that came and went But I really didn't Mm. know how special or cool they were
5: they are fantastic little bikes. It was out of, um, it was all part, and I'll share the story when we've got some more time, but it was an Oregon company, and it was actually a company called Pabatco. And it was, yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. and Pabatco was basically an import and export thing, and they decided to import their own bikes, but it was all out of Oregon. The guy who was the technical director he basically said, Look, this was a 20 year party. We had a wonderful time. We had some bitching little bikes. And a lot of these bikes predated what the big manufacturers were doing. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, if you were a young, like 15, 16-year-old dirt racer, you were winning on Hadarkas. Do you Hmm. guys,
0: I just realized how much fun it's going to be having emma and bob yes. in the same room Holy it's shit. going to be like a tennis match we're just going to sit there in the yeah, stands we're going need, back we'll, and we'll forth do, we'll, watching like them. A,
3: we'll do like a half all. hour podcast and just step back and let you guys you, talk uh, for an yeah, hour yeah.
5: <laughs> well you know he might have a foot fetish so if i go up oh, i'm really i'm, I'm gonna wear my gonna i'm gonna that. wear my oh. foot me pumps and see if he's checking me out and you know shrimping later yeah <laughs> The shrimp
1: kitchen. It's a whole, it's a whole new cast. world uh, to you, Yeah, Come I know. On. It's not even Super Bowl time.
0: So, uh, is there anything coming up we need to know about, Charlie? Any rides? Um,
4: I don't have it on me.
0: Okay. I'm well, dirt biking
3: tomorrow morning. I did cartridge emulators, and so should you. Well, I mean, there's.
4: there's <laughs> <laughs> we do the JFR every other Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that happened today. It was good. Three people showed up.
0: Just fucking ride, man. Yeah, we yep. just
2: do it. We ride. Day of the Dead's in November, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming up, but it's not. I don't, I don't do that ride
3: anymore because I crashed on one.
1: I'll, I'll do a little shout out though if anybody uh, has any good dual sport California rides. If you have like a cool California right. Sierras, California Jim, desert, yeah. I've got um, the dual sport bug bad. So bring if needs,
4: some gas with you. Just go to the
0: desert.
6: Thanks, well, Jim. And I go. were
0: cruising around Santa Cruz today <laughs> on some dirt roads oh, and railroad tracks and bike paths and. Places We're, we I was not um, supposed to be with my verses, but
1: we found we found the best urban industrial racetrack potential thing today. That we I won't say where it's at, but can
6: I go next time?
1: That could be fun.
6: Oh, get yourself a dual
0: sport.
4: No, I ride the fuck out of my bike. Charlie's gonna
3: journey. do it on <laughs> you know, on a street bike. <laughs> yeah,
5: um, yeah. Before we go, can I just yeah. um, say something? Oh, no. Send some love out to Mike. Oh because, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a little incident on Lucky Charms
0: yeah well, it's
2: cosmetically fine i saw it
0: right no it's not
2: i saw it i saw it this morning it's so the front forks are bent yes and it bumped into the radiator, but all right. the shiny paint is right totally right fine. but it
0: may be totaled because of the front end
2: right it would suck
1: but well it could be a blessing in disguise
0: but
5: that's only half
1: of
0: it I, you know I, what it's it's still a bike in progress right so, so that's let's fine. just wait and see so mike he's fine he had yeah, a small accident That
5: but, but his mom's sick as but well. but his mom is sick so, so he
0: had to fly home uh, so, yes, yeah, so sending Mike, love to yeah, Mike.
5: Mike, we love you. Be safe. Godspeed. We're speed, thinking sir. of you. Godspeed, um, Mike. Godspeed. Yeah, um, come back to us soon.
2: And Mike wants everyone to know that he will be in Long Island for the next week and hit him up. Probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> in Long, yeah. Long
5: Island. Especially if you have an I extra blank. Like. I like Long
0: Island iced teas. Uh, I uh, and I wanted to give a thanks uh, to everyone who ordered t shirts, sold a bunch of t shirts this weekend. So, I've been uh, packing those up, shipping them out. I am still have medium, large, extra large, and one double XL. I'm running down low on sizes. So keep the orders coming um, until I run out. And so thank you yeah. to, to them, to those people who order shirts. We'll you do- can do so by going to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. From there, you can click on the link, which will give you an easy uh, PayPal link to just order it. Uh, from there, you can also go to our YouTube page and see the new video. Oh. Video. Who's Hello. the subject? Oh, could it would it be? be get to know stop Emma. Stop fishing. <laughs> she is so proud. Go back to
3: shrimping and stop fishing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so go to YouTube and you can uh, learn all about Emma. Not just that, but he also, Mike, put up the um, Bolt motorbike mm-hmm. uh, video which when we I did watched. the test ride, yep. which was pretty cool. Um And from there, you can also go to our Patreon page if you would like to support us. And again, big shout out to everyone who has done that already. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Patreon people. That's awesome. thank you. Very, very awesome. Thank you.
2: Send me
5: some gin, darling.
1: Yes, some gin.
2: And isn't there a Patreon supporter only shirt coming out?
0: There is. I'm waiting for a couple more Patreon subscribers to get the number up. And then I've already got the shirt design, which none of you have seen yet, but I'm it's, so excited. it's vintage. Yep. It's retro. It's pretty okay, cool. Okay, retro is cool. there, right a There's a racing stripe involved.
1: I think I've seen some early hinting prototypes. It no. looks pretty sweet.
0: Oh, yeah, it's
5: pretty cool. Um, I heard there's a racing stripe of the back of your underpants, Jim.
1: If I
0: had them. But, uh, so on that note, I think we're ready to get <laughs> I out of here. Have Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and for those who also have left like reviews cozy. on iTunes, we really appreciate it. On that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. This is Liza.
3: I am Zach.
7: Hi,
1: Nikki. Jim. Emma.
7: Brian, it's been
4: nice being here. And Isaac.
0: And we're out of here.
4: Cool, Bye. cool. Smoke weed every day.